as tonight, which I'm entitling the least of these. And I want you to know right off the bat that he sees you right where you are. There's so many who feel like they're forgotten in this world. So many that feel like misfits and outcasts. And I felt the same way at one time. I felt forgotten. I felt hidden. But if you're hidden, it's for a purpose. And if you feel hidden, you feel like God does not see you. You need to know that that's a lie from the enemy. That's a lie possibly from your own mind that you've been telling yourself, but God sees you right where you are. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Actually, he has multiple purposes for your life. He's given each of us a talent, an ability, and something that he wants to use for his own glory. He wants to use you as his instrument, and he loves you so much. So let's begin with prayer as we talk on this topic. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited already. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you haven't forgotten one of us, Lord. Even though we feel at times like you're not listening, we feel at times like no one cares and our emotions can get the best of us. The enemy can lie to us and those words sometimes sound like truth, but they are lies. So, Lord, help us to see the truth tonight. Help me to speak your word, Lord, and not my own. Holy Spirit, help me to speak your words and to reveal what is hidden Hallelujah. What is behind the veil of the enemy that he has covered? He has covered so many eyes for far too long. And you're bringing revival. You're bringing revelation. Lord, so impart those things to us tonight, Lord, that we may see what you're trying to reveal in this season. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me once again tonight. So Jesus sees each one of us right where we are. And don't ever let anyone tell you different. And I'm so thankful that God doesn't care whether we're famous or whether we're infamous. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor. He doesn't care about your social status. He doesn't care about what party you belong to, whether you're Republican or Democrat. He doesn't care about these things, these worldly matters, these cares of the world. He cares about whether or not you serve him, whether or not your heart is turned toward him. And once you humble yourself, you can receive all that he has for you. Believe on him and receive what he has in store. Hallelujah. So again, he's no respecter of persons. And you can be sure that he sees you in your time of trouble. He sees you in, in those times of celebration where you're being uh, joyful, where you're happy. But he sees you in the good times and in the bad. He sees you in the highs and lows of life. The truth is he's, be, he's been reaching out to you all of your life. He's calling you into his arms even now. Each person is called by God, but not all make the decision to call God their father. You can serve one of two masters, but you can only serve one. You can call Satan your father, or you can call God your father, and that's your choice. So we're going to read about the sheep and the goats tonight. We're going to read about the least of these. And this group called the least of these, as I said, are those who feel forgotten at times, those who feel like misfits, outcasts, rebels, those who feel like people have forgotten about their needs. And there are those who have helped the least of these in their lives. And there are those who have refused to help them. And this story will give us a greater understanding of just how much Jesus cares about each and every person 
in this world that he's created. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Again, that's Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. And this is a long reading. So hang in with me, stick in with me here. Let's start at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these of my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in naked, and you did not clothe me sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now, that's a harsh word, but that's the word of God. That's the word that Jesus spoke to his disciples, that they would know that we are to care for the least of these and those who reject the least of these, those who refuse to help the least of these, this is their end. This is their punishment. And this is the time of judgment that will come upon them that was spoken of. Verse 31 and 32 talk about a time when Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats. These two people groups represent two different types of people. The sheep are on his right hand and they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. They'll be commended for feeding Jesus when he was hungry, for giving him a drink when he was thirsty, for taking him in when he was a stranger, for clothing him when he was naked, for visiting him when he was sick or in prison. And they'll say, how could this be? How do we do these things for you, Jesus? And he'll say, when you did it for the least of these, you've done it for me. We need to get this revelation. But to those on his left, he'll say, depart from me, you cursed, or you cursed into everlasting fire. This tragic and terrible fate awaited those on his left because they refused to help those that Jesus called the least of these. So what we do for our brother or sister in need makes a difference to God. It may not make a difference to man or many people that are out there, but it makes a difference to God, and we need to remember that. Scripture makes it clear that we'll be judged according to what we've done with what we've been given. We've been given talents, abilities, and treasures 
that we're to use for God's glory and to help those that are in need, whether it be a need of clothing, need of food, need, need of shelter to take someone in for the night, whatever it might be, God is going to see these things. He sees these things and he judges us accordingly. So faith without works is dead and real faith always manifests itself in acts of service. A Christian serves because it's our nature to express the love and compassion of Christ that fills our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Religion tells us we must, but the Spirit of God leads and allows the Christian to move in these things. It allows Christ to move by his Spirit through us and use us as his instruments. It allows, uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to move through us and use us as his vessels, use us for his glory. See, you can't do this just through religion. You, you, you know, you can follow those rules. You can follow the commandments that have been given by God and, and by your church. There are church traditions and things like that, and they're helpful, but they are not the word of God. Actually, Jesus said that following only tradition and not the word of God can nullify the word of God. God forbid that we walk in those kinds of things, doing things out of lip service and not out of our hearts. As the Holy Spirit fills your heart and fills you with the love of Christ, you are to express that love and let it flow out of you that you may bless others and be joyful in it. You know, give with a joyful heart. When you see a need, you should want to help that person. If you don't have that kind of love within you, pray for more love. Pray for more of the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure that you will begin to react in such a natural way that you'll begin to bless others without even thinking about it. So when Scripture talks about the goats that is left, you may think this must be the unbelievers. Unfortunately, many of these people will be religious Christians who never knew anything more than just that, religion. Jesus told Nicodemus, who was a religious leader in Israel, that to enter heaven, you must be born again. That means that religion isn't enough. A Christian has to become a new person spiritually to be accepted as a child of God. To be accepted as a child of God, and once you've become a child of God, you know when the time comes, you'll enter the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. That's, that's how we know that we're going to enter the kingdom of heaven is when we're born again, when we've become a new creation in Christ. And I remember the first time I knew that I knew I was born again and, you know, things looked different. The grass looked greener, the birds chirped and it sounded louder. And it wasn't a emotional thing. It wasn't a, a sensory kind of thing. It was a thing where I could sense God's spirit in my spirit and everything in the natural, everything around me became different. And I interacted with nature different. I interacted with the natural different out of the spiritual realm that I was now a part of and awakened within. So you can go to church Wednesday night Bible study. You can go to prayer meetings. You can do all of those things. You can feed the poor and help those who are in trouble. But unless the Holy Spirit has transformed you on the inside, you have not been saved. And I believe, you know, as this revival has broken out in Asbury College and all these different colleges and all these places throughout the world, I praise God for that. Hallelujah. It's amazing to see these things happening. But I believe 
that most of these people are not unbelievers, but many of them are people who have called themselves Christians for years, possibly decades, and have walked in religion and are now encountering the true presence and glory of God, hallelujah, and they're being transformed. There's true transformation coming out of this, and that's how you know it's real revival, because things that are not real revival are not going to produce true salvation and a born-again experience where people are transformed and they're changed into a new nature and a new creation. And that's what's coming out of these revivals that I'm seeing all over the world uh, online breaking out. Hallelujah. And we need to understand that we are not to walk in religion, but we're to walk in true spirituality the way that Jesus described it. And you'll know when you when you cross over into the spirit realm, you're going to know, you're going to feel God just come alive inside of you and you're going to have Jesus living on the inside. So no one can enter or, or encounter God without being changed in some way. No one can enter God's presence and, and have an encounter with God without being changed in some way. The results are as follows, peace, joy, patience, hope, healing, deliverance, knowing the depth of God's love, salvation, transformation, and so on. So if you, if you question your salvation, ask yourself, have I changed? After repenting of many sins or repenting of your sins and giving your life to Jesus, have your desires changed? That's something to ask yourself. I know when I first encountered God and his spirit, there's something that changed inside of me. And I said, you know what? I don't want my old life anymore. I don't want those old, nasty, despicable ways. I want the ways of God. And I ask God to teach me his ways. And that's what we need to do. We need to ask him to teach us his ways that he would lead us and guide us on his path, the narrow way, because the road to destruction is broad and we don't want to find ourselves on it. You also should ask yourself, do I have more peace? Have I seen the fruit of the Spirit in my life? And you can go and read through the fruit of the Spirit and, and weigh yourself, you know, weigh yourself. Weigh yourself in the checks and balances of what Scripture says. We need to always Line ourselves up with the word of God. And I'm going to say a prayer over you. If you feel like you've been walking in religion for many years and you haven't had a born again experience, I'm going to offer you the free gift of salvation at the end of this broadcast. And I'm also going to pray that God just breaks off any spirit of religion that's been binding you and holding you back from receiving Christ and knowing who he truly is. So if you feel you haven't experienced this newness of spiritual life, I would encourage you to seek the Lord as you open your heart to him. He never turns us away if we approach him with honesty and humility. And honestly, when I first got fully filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, I had to just come to him broken. And a lot of times God breaks us to make us. Hallelujah. He breaks us to make us because when we're prideful, when we think we have it all under control, when we think, you know, I got this, that's a time in which God usually can't do much with you because you don't realize how much you need him. But when we become desperate for him, that's when he can come in with his presence and with his power and transform our hearts and conform us into his image. So right now I am going to go into prayer. I'm going to pray to break off that spirit of religion that has been binding so many, that has kept people in blindness. 
that they have not received true salvation. They have not received what it is to be born again and to know that you're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven when you pass on into eternity. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your power. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that breaks every chain. I break every spirit of religion off every person watching and who will watch this later in Jesus' mighty name right now. Devils, break off in Jesus' name. Make room for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Make room for the glory of God. May they encounter you right now, Heavenly Father, as you send out your heavenly host, as you send out your spirit, as you touch them with your own hand. Lord God, break off the chains and break off that bondage that's been keeping them blind, that your spirit may reveal, that your spirit may, may just lift that veil off right now in Jesus' name. And if you feel that you want to receive Jesus, as your personal Lord and Savior. And I believe many feel the Spirit of God drawing them right now into salvation because this is a time of revival. This is a time of great awakening, global awakening in the earth. And God is waking up those who have been sleeping for far too long, those who haven't known Jesus. This is your time. This is your time. So receive Jesus and say this prayer with me. And most of all, believe it in your heart and follow. Believe Jesus and follow him. Say this prayer, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus, that he died on the cross for my sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me, purify me by your precious blood. I believe that Jesus rose from the grave and that he is Lord forevermore. Lord, I give you my life and all that I am. And I choose to follow you with all of my heart today and every day. Lord, equip me with the wisdom, the strength, and all that I need to do your work and to do your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer with me, you're now a son or a daughter of the Most High King. And I want to hear from you on a comment that you got saved tonight. And maybe you've been saved for quite some time. I just believe that God is freshly filling you with his Holy Spirit, with his power. We're living in those, uh, those times where God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And I believe that this is the beginning of a great global awakening, a global revival, the last great awakening before Jesus returns. Hallelujah. And we praise Jesus. Continue to praise him. Continue to invite him into your situation. Continue to lift up those who who need your help and reach out to the least of these and bless them. And you watch how God shows up in your life. Hallelujah. You're not working only for a reward and an award, but you're working to come into communion and fellowship with the presence of God, with the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for watching tonight. It's been a pleasure. God bless you.